Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to <clears throat> our Monday night uh, Prayer International radio show. Our call-in number is 657-383-0861 if you need prayer, or you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We have a lot to get into tonight, a lot of scriptures, some worship. Um, share a little bit of what's been on my heart and my spirit recently. <clears throat> Sorry. You know, this whole life. Everything in it, every waking moment from the time that we wake up till the time we go to bed, all through the night, day after day after day, week after week, year after year, all of it means nothing if we're not growing in our knowledge of Him, if we're not learning from Him, if we're not seeking the face of the Most High God, the uncreated one, if we're not setting our eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. David said, what is man that you are mindful of him? We look into the vast creation the works of his hand <clears throat> and you can't help but stand in awe you can't help but be breathless at the glory of his hand at the glory of the father of what the father has done and through his son to redeem us all of creation to himself. You see, if you're not seeking his face, if you're not looking toward Jesus, then you are looking somewhere else. Either you're looking at yourself and your own problems and your own sin and your own life, or you're looking at the enemy or the cares of the world when we should set our eyes on him. So we're going to talk about um, dominion a little bit. And it, it's... Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. In Matthew chapter 28, it says, then the 11 disciples went into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. I don't know how. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. 
therefore, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, behold, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. And the scripture says, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's funny, um, we'll start at the beginning. So um, this morning I was like reading and I got directed and um, I was going back into the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve and then I read something which sort of like you know, something you know, but then I was sort of taken aback by it. And there was a writer who said, you know, God had given Adam and Eve dominion over all the creatures of the earth. He had put dominion in their hand and gave them the authority to have dominion over everything, to go be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. And when the enemy came in as a serpent and tempted Eve and said, you know, um, in the midst of the garden, there's the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God never told Eve or Adam, God never said, don't eat of the tree of life. He just said, don't eat of the knowledge of good and evil for in the day that you eat it, you'll just surely die. And, you know, they're sitting there, and they have a choice. Choose life or choose death. Obedience versus disobedience. Um, If you choose life, there's a blessing. If you choose disobedience, there's a curse. And death, because the Bible says sin brings forth death. And, you know, the writer I was reading said, you know, it's one thing if, because the Bible says that the enemy can come as an angel, as appear as an angel of the light. And, you know, Satan could have come and he could appear at any form and in any image if he wanted to. <clears throat> but he appeared as a serpent. And something that Adam and Eve had dominion over. And when he tempted her and she gave up that authority that God had placed in her and gave that authority over to the enemy. And it was just words because, you know, Satan was a created being. He wasn't God. He wasn't anything. He's just a regular created being cast out of heaven. And, you know, the victory already won. And, you know, at times the world were deceived by the words of the enemy that have no power from them. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And he said that before the crucifixion, um, before his death and resurrection, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to him. And, you know, we who follow Christ and trust in him and believe in him, he said that he gave his commandments to go into the world, preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, cleanse the the dead. And he gave that command to us to go out into the world and to replicate his life 
to take that word of life and take it out to the nations. And every every day of our life, we are living vessels as it says we're living epistles written not like tablets of stone which the law was written on but on tablets of flesh which is the heart because god has reached into our heart and wrote in our spirits he said i'll put my law on your hearts and on your minds and the father has spoken to us filled us with his holy spirit given us all that authority that Jesus has to go into the world. And there's nothing in this world that the Bible says that could separate us from the love of God. It says not distress, not necklace, not peril. And we as a church, as the bride of Christ, need to come to the place being rooted and grounded in love, being rooted and grounded in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of our place, in him, where Ephesians said, we are seated with him. He raised us up together with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we tend to forget by looking at the world and looking at all the naysayers and all the doubters and all the unbelievers and looking at all those who would say contrary to what we know the word of God says. And we begin to listen to the enemy and whether it's over our finances or whether it's over our jobs or our family or sickness or whatever else, we end up believing the word of the enemy instead of believing the word of God, instead of taking the word of God, trusting in the word of God, putting it in front of our face. And then living that word. You know, it's interesting. I was um, reading in Psalms 103, and it says, The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. You know, know, um, if you've listened to this show, you know my favorite verse is in Exodus where Moses is praying with the Father and you know, the children of Israel down on the mountain scared to go up to the mountain because there's lightning and thunders and smoke and, you know, it's the presence of God up there. And Moses like, I'll go. And Moses goes before the Lord. You know, like David, Moses was a man after God's own heart, seeking his face. And, you know, Moses said, you know, it's funny because like with Solomon, he had a dream and God's like, anything you ask, and Solomon's like, give me wisdom, and God's like, okay, you're going to be the wisest man, and because you ask for wisdom, I'll give you all this other stuff, but, you know, Moses is up before God, and he said, if I found favor in your sight, show me your way that I may know you, and here it says, he made known his ways to Moses. He made known himself to Moses, his acts 
to the children of Israel. And I was thinking about that for a second. And, you know, if you turn over to um, verse uh, to John chapter 14, you know, I know we were talking about dominion, and we'll get back into that, because knowing the dominion we have in this earth, we need to know our place in him. We need to know who he really is. You know, every day I pray and for all of you as well, that the Father would continually, through the Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us, reveal the character and the nature of Jesus to us. Like a couple of weeks ago, so that Jesus isn't just someone in our head, but he's someone who is in our heart, someone who has become so much of a reality that our very walk, the very fabric of our lives are shaped and completely transformed into his image. But it says in John chapter 14, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And, you know, the the verse that everybody knows, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But then he says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Because the revelation that Peter had, where Peter's like, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed to see, but my father in heaven. And they still hadn't gotten it. Some of the disciples still hadn't gotten it yet. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you've known him and seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the father. And it is sufficient for us. You know, Jesus, if you're right here, we're walking with you. We're seeing the miracles. We're seeing all this stuff you do. You know what? Show us the father now. And we'll be content with that. We'll be happy. We'll be satisfied. Just show us show us a sign. Show us the Father. Show us him. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else, believe me for the sake of the works themselves. And it seems like there was two options. And <clears throat> you'll see the same like trend with the Pharisees, where the Pharisee, Jesus is trying to explain to them who he is. He's trying to reveal 
the father reveal himself as and he even said before abraham was i am he said the i and the father are one and but they couldn't see and they couldn't understand and they didn't believe and so jesus was always saying if you don't believe me believe for the works because they testify of me and the works themselves prove who I am and that the father has sent me and it's like you can believe him for him and you can look to him or you can be con- just happy enough and just content looking for the works and sometimes we get so caught up looking for the works looking for the next miracle looking for the next like spectacular whatever as proof of who he is when he's right there indwelling us filling our hearts, filling our lives, because it said we're filled with the Holy Spirit, which was sealed for the day of redemption. And we need to learn to seek his face, to seek him and not just seek the works, because the works come naturally as part of your relationship, the outpouring of your relationship with the Father, your, the outpouring of your relationship with Jesus and the communion you have with him is a transformation of your very nature and not only your very nature, but the nature of the entire atmosphere around you. So much that you can't go anywhere and not create a change in the atmosphere, not create a change in the dominions of the world. Because, you know, no one's gone, it says, we preach not only we preach to uh principalities and and you know uh it says in Ephesians our battle is not with flesh and blood against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. And you know, it's about time the church stands up. We as believers in him stand up, go out into the world, go into our houses, go into our neighborhoods, go into our cities and declare that Jesus is Lord and not to give one inch to the devil it says make no room for the devil and not give him an inch because the only territory he has is that which we give him and we allow him to have when we don't exercise the authority that the father has given to us you know i heard bill johnson say he said um the enemy comes to still kill and destroy and so whenever you see death that's a sign of where the enemy is and that's where we should be taking authority Anyway, um, our call-in number is 657-383-0861 if you need prayer, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International. Father, we did. Jesus, we desire, oh God, to enter into the holy place, past the veil, to stand face to face with you, to speak with you face to face. Holy Spirit, that we would understand the communion that we have with you. We would understand that you would quicken our hearts, make our spirits alive, open the expanse of our hearts to receive from you. Father, that we can lay our lives bare before you, holding nothing back, Father, bowing before you, crying out, declaring holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy is the Lamb who was and is and is to come. Father, that you would give us revelation of the power of your blood that was spilt from the foundation of the earth. The power of your word in our lives the power of your word in us. Father, we desire not to be like Jacob, wrestling with you, striving with you, fighting with you, Father. But we desire to be like Moses. We like desire to be like David. We desire to be where you're at. We desire for the communion so that when we go out of our houses that you are with us. When we're in our houses that you're with us, Father. Where everywhere we go and everything we do, you're right there with us. That our faces are set as flints before you. That our minds are continually focused on you. As the scripture says, to set our minds on heavenly things, to set our minds in heavenly places where Christ is. Father, that you would help us crucify our our flesh with its passions and desires. Father, you take our eyes away from the worthless things of this world. For the things of the world are passing away. Father, let us understand and comprehend the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. Father, that we could just glimpse at your glory. Father, we cry out for your fire to fall upon this earth. Lord, that you would give us boldness. Boldness to go. And declare your name to the nations. To declare the name of Jesus. The resurrected Christ. 
who has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Jesus, I ask for you to reach out to anyone who has any kind of sickness, any kind of infirmary, any kind of addiction, any anything, Jesus, that does not line up with your word, and break it in the name of Jesus, that every sickness would go in the name of Jesus, every disease would go in the name of Jesus. Father, that you would remove depression, remove doubt, remove fear. For perfect love cast out fear. Father, let us know your love that has been poured out into our hearts. says in First uh, John 1 that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be made full. And the scripture says, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy, fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Father, that you would fill up our joy through your presence. Consume us, Father, with your presence. Consume our houses with your presence. Consume our schools with your presence. Consume our jobs with your presence. Father, that we would ever be aware of your Holy Spirit working around us, working through us, working in us. That we would be sensitive to your moving, sensitive to the way the river is flowing, sensitive to the way the wind is moving. Father, that you would open our ears, our spiritual ears, to hear your voice, the voice of many waters, that we would hear you calling our name.
I'm going to skip a little bit. Um, it says in John, 1 John 2, I'll start at 12. It says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. You're going back to Eve and dominion, you know, she, they looked at the fruit that it was pleasant to the eyes, and it was good to eat. And the things of this world are passing away. And he's saying, choose life through Jesus, who is the way. It says, therefore, let that abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, You will also abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing, the Holy Spirit, which you have received from him, abides in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, it is true. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And I love the scripture. And now little children abide in him. That when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Goes on to say in chapter 3, behold, what manner of love. The Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Jesus said in his prayer in the garden, he said, when he was praying to the Father, he said, I am not of the world. And then he said, they are not of the world, even though they're in the world. You know, we are not. Of the world. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. Ephesians says, We are now fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. It says in verse 2 Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. 
skip down to verse 18. It says, my little children, let us not love in word or tongue, but in deed and in truth. By this we know that we are the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive for him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. You know, John said that whoever doesn't love his brother, the light's not in him. You know, I was praying earlier and talking to the Father, and it's like, God, everywhere I turn, there's nothing but sin. An entire world corrupted by sin who don't care about you, who are venomously opposed to you. And, you know, part of me has this righteous anger that comes up. But then at the same time, I go back to the love of God. You know, Jesus and the woman with the issue of blood who comes and she's struggling through the crowd just to get a touch of his garment because she knew if she just had a small touch, she would be made whole. You know, Jesus turned around and he said, who touched me because he could feel the power leaving him. And he said, your faith has made it well, but you know, we have an entire world completely deceived whose hearts have been blinded by sin who need the love of the Father. And we need to have that same love for the world as he has. To see the world not through like mortal physical eyes but to see the world through the eyes of the cross. You know, Jesus up on the cross saying, forgive them for they don't know what they do. But up there on the cross, becoming sin for us so that we could be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we could go into the Holy of Holies before the Father. As it says, having confidence to enter before him. You know, what an awesome thing for the scripture to say, having boldness and confidence to come before him. You know, I mean, if you think about even the small little bit of the tent of glory, you know, that when they put the ark in a tent in the Old Testament and the cloud of glory would fill the temples and people couldn't stand and they couldn't minister. And even in the temple when the priests would go in once a year to offer sacrifices and they tie a rope around us like just in case he had a smallest bit of sin and, and fell down dead in the presence of the Father. You know how great 
of the majesty of the Father to clothe us in righteousness and declare that we have a way to come boldly before him, to have confidence when we see him and not be ashamed, to have our sins wiped away, to have our conscience cleared and washed through the water of the word, to be called children of the Most High God, saints and fellow saints and members of the household of God, Children adopted by the Father to be part of the family of heaven, to be seated with him in heavenly places, blessed by him. You know, I was reading earlier where the scripture says he has crowned us with loving kindness. You know, every day we get up in the morning, we should just like make the little gesture of putting a crown on your head and declare that the Father has crowned me with loving kindness. He has crowned us with mercy and grace, poured out his favor into our lives. And said, go and make disciples of the nations, declaring the freedom they have in the name of Jesus. To break the bondages, to break the chains, to break the shackles of death. And declare the love of the Father to the nations. Because he's constantly sinking his love over the nations.
Oops, sorry, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> sorry about that, whoever was listening to that song. Um, Father, give me grace. Jesus, for all my friends who are listening. Father, I ask, just like the disciples said in Acts, that you would grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Father of heaven and earth, Jesus seated on the throne. Jesus, you are given the name which is above every name. All things were put under your feet. Lord Jesus, that you would give us boldness. Father, that you would fill us with boldness to go forth in your name. To do your works. You said the works that you do, we will do greater. Father, remove the fear and the distractions that would prevent us from boldly declaring your word. Father, that you would stretch out your hands to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, set the captives free. Father, that all those who are listening, Father, that you would fill their lives with joy Lord, give them boldness. And not just them, Father, but those all over this earth. For it says you, your eyes go to and forth, seeking with whom you may show yourself strong. Lord, for the kids who are starting back at school, Lord. My own daughter, who is just now in the eighth grade, Father. Daughter, that you would cause revival. Father, and not even just a revival, Father, that you would cause an outpouring of your spirit upon the schools. Father, that even young children would sing your praises. Even young children would go out in boldness with signs and wonders accompanying them. Father, declaring the glory of God. Declaring your greatness, declaring your goodness, declaring your love to the generations. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor. We cast all our cares upon you. We cast everything on our life and abandon everything. And lay everything down at your feet. Father, asking Jesus that you would use us. 
Father, that you would birth in us your vision. Father, birth within us your dreams for the nations. Father, your dreams of delivering the nations. Holy Spirit, that you would work on the hearts of those around us, of those in our own families. Father, of those that we know, Lord, that haven't come to you, who don't have the knowledge of you. Father, your word declares us the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Father, give us the words to speak, but open up their hearts and reveal yourself to them. Open up their eyes that are blinded and their ears that are stopped up so they would know the truth of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Father, that you would cause resurrection to happen within the spirits of the lost. Father, so they can be one with us as we someday will stand around your throne with the innumerable angels declaring holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. If you need prayer, you can give us a call at 657-383-0861 or email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Um, just look for Chris Herzog or Sean Holmberg. I have to make Chris actually answers his Facebook and gets on it a lot more than I do. Um, but seriously, if you need prayer, whatever the need is you have in your life, trust him. It says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Whatever your need is, he's greater than your need. Whatever the problem, whatever the obstacle, whatever the anything, but God is greater. But our God is more power. Keep thinking of David who said, one thing I have desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, that I may dwell in your presence, to behold your beauty. Your word declares that we behold 
as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, as we behold you working in our lives, this testimony that we have of what you've done in us. Father, you said we've overcome the enemy by the word of and the blood of our testimony. By the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Sorry, I got that messed up, but you know, by the word of our testimony, by the working that you've done in our lives, Father, delivering each and every one of us. Father, as we see you working in our lives, seeing your glory revealed from glory to glory, Father, your word declares that we are perfected in Christ Jesus. Such a hard thing to contemplate that while we're being sanctified, he has already declared us perfect before the Father. He's already declared us perfect before the Father. Declared us to be ambassadors of Christ. Thank you, Jesus.
Oh 